0: Hello and welcome to Need to Know, your weekly baking podcast covering everything from the hottest trends in entertainment in baking to trusted expertise on your favorite pastime. I'm your brand new co-host, Gina Brzeau, s'mores obsessed and amateur baker at best. And as always, I am joined by professional chef, cookbook author, and creator of Bigger Boulder Baking, Gemma Stafford.
1: Hi, Gina. Hello.
0: How is your week going? My week is Weekly we check-in. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm trying to not say the same thing that I said last Getting
0: week. Getting ready for Ireland. Getting ready for
1: Ireland. Um, I leave for Ireland, and I'm going to spend <clears throat> um, just a little less than two weeks there. Nice. Uh, without George. George and Kevin are going to stay here. <gasps> oh, my so gosh. So I'm going solo, just to stay with my dad. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so I'm excited. But a lot of the thing about it is, like, being a content creator, mm-hmm. You like, it's not there's no there's time, no time off. off you don't get vacation done no. so it's yeah. like what you have to do you've got to cram in more videos before you leave it's not like hey guys I'm peacing out to Ireland someone for can cover my time it's okay Yeah, somebody else yeah. do a video it's like yeah. no now you have to work double hard it's crazy and also mind a uh, now 19 month old and run the business and get ready for Ireland it's a lot happening
0: yeah. but then once it's all said and done it'll be very nice yeah yeah Okay, so our first topic from Hot from the Oven is the chocolate chip cookie, one of my personal favorites. It's having a bit of a moment right now. Um, So Jessie James Decker, she just posted her famous chocolate chip recipe she was cooking with her son, Forrest, on Instagram. Um, And I know that you have told me in the past that to make your chewy chocolate chip cookies, you use olive oil, but then also your best ever chocolate chip cookie Mm -hmm. recipe, it has the ratio between white and brown sugar and aging the dough. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to dive into the chocolate chip cookies, sort of pick your brain. How did you figure out olive oil is what actually made it chewy? Because I feel like everyone wants the chewy cookie.
1: So, well, I went, so my best ever cookie, I I thought, so, so that is, it it is a chewy cookie. Okay. Um, That was like the best one I had at that moment in time. Right, right. That came from a Michelin star restaurant that I worked in in San Francisco and, um, it was, it was just the, like that ratio of ingredients. It just made a really good cookie, but I don't know what it was. If it was my oven or I don't know if it was the dough. I I just don't know, but I wasn't getting the same results I used to get. Like every time I wasn't getting the same results every single time. So then I looked at the website and I was like, we, I'm looking like we started, we made cakey cookies and I was like, well, if we make cakey cookies, we need to do thin and crispy cookies and we need to do chewy cookies. Love a chewy so when cookie. I delved down into what makes a, a chewy cookie, a lot of it came down to extra moisture. Mm-hmm. So with the, the difference between the, the, it is the ratios, yeah, um, but the, the difference between those two cookies is that my best ever is all butter and then my, my other ones are half butter, half olive oil. And if you had said to me like a year ago, put olive oil in your cookies i would have thought you're not. Yeah, right I mean, that's honestly, what i'm thinking I'm like huh olive oil like i like my sweet sweet and my savory savory i don't Definitely. need to put bacon in my brownies mm-hmm. like please don't do that <laughs> but I Or just, like
0: the um maple bacon uh, what are those donuts people do yeah, that a lot i don't I like, like that
1: sriracha <sniffs> in my chocolate pudding no, like, no 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 don't no, mix it no. no. but um the olive oil and you can use an extra virgin olive oil so okay. it's strong the it makes it it gives it a kind of a nuttiness and a saltiness Mm. that olives have and then it gives the extra moisture so all that flavor in the olive oil you're getting in your cookie and so then you make your olive then you make your cookie dough do definitely age it for i i could have cookie dough in my fridge for up to a week
0: really god yeah see i feel like i used to make the nestle's on the back of the package that's like my go-to cookie Mm -hmm. and I could never wait. Like, I didn't have the patience. I'd put it in the fridge and I'd wait like 15 minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. Kate's age, let's go. But I didn't know. You can really have it up there for a week and it'll be fine.
1: Well, if you're like me, Gina, you plan your desserts out in advance. Right. Actually, pretty much every meal. It's <laughs> Just not me at I all. I always plan in advance because I'm always thinking about what I'm going to eat next. Right. Um. So I will, I always have chocolate chip cookie dough in my freezer. I always. love it. So even for when I don't want it, mm-hmm. it's there for when I do. Okay. So I put it in the fridge. If you want to put it in the fridge at chill, then put it in your freezer. In your freezer, it's also aging it. Right. So, um, yeah, either of those things, but like everyone asks like how long does cookie dough last for Like cookie dough lasts forever. It lasts oh forever God. in your freezer. I'm like very so don't worry excited about,
0: about it. this news. So then, okay, use olive oil. Could you use a different type of oil? Like a Grapeseed oil or sunflower oil, or is it just olive oil that will no,
1: work? No, you can use. Um, so you're replacing like with like, which right. is okay when you come to rest when it comes to baking, okay. Um, I'm trying to think, could you replace it with coconut oil? It's like, no, mm-hmm. unless you make the co if unless you make the coconut oil liquid, like you, you have to replace like with like. The issue is that people have when they don't do that, and they they say to me, Can I replace? the softened butter in this recipe with oil it's like no because that's oil it's different and it's texture thin yeah. and yeah. it's not it's not going to replace the same amount of volume okay. the same mass um so but anyway, could you yes you absolutely could when i went uh, when i went looking for this recipe what i found was um a recipe people were using vegetable oil mm-hmm. that's uh, what i feel like i've used before yeah i just thought that was so i was I kind of like, I saw that and I was like, okay, it makes sense. A vegetable oil is a neutral oil. <laughs> right. You get the moisture, but you don't get the flavor. So use olive oil, get that extra bit of flavor that you can't mm-hmm. quite the put your finger on. Too. Like, yeah, I love it's like that salty and cookie. nutty, but you could never in a million years, nobody's <laughs> going to turn around and say to you, there's olive oil in that cookie. Right, right. Oh, this is a good
0: tip. All right. And then our the last one that I saw, so Kylie Jenner also shared her chocolate chip cookie recipe, and she was all about having two different kinds of chocolate chips. Are you a fan of that? Like, I'm strictly milk chocolate.
1: Are you really? Always.
0: I cannot do dark chocolate. I think with
1: age, you'll
0: it's like to a, do dark chocolate. My taste buds will change. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. They will.
1: Um, I don't I'll, do milk chocolate. Really? No. Did you ever? I did when I was a kid. Okay. When... um. Like, so candy bars, like yeah. Mars bars and right, Snickers right, right. and stuff, those are all milk chocolate. Now, when I bake, I I would say exclusively, unless I'm doing a very kid-friendly recipe, I oh exclusively, God. I use bittersweet chocolate.
0: That is so crazy. Yeah, I can't get behind the dark chocolate. I mean, I will never say no to chocolate, but it's just not my first choice. So you would do your chocolate chip, choc- chip with
1: dark chocolate. I, I'm not, like, it's... So let me just, I'll tell you a little bit. Okay. The milk chocolate is not a, as, a, as a high, not of a high, as high a grade, excuse me, as bittersweet chocolate. Right. So it has less cocoa, more sugar. Mm-hmm. So you've got less flavor. <laughs> That's why I That's like probably it. That's how I like it. So it's got less flavor. It's got less real chocolate in there. Okay. So um, bittersweet chocolate, around 70% uh, cocoa, is like that perfect balance of a little bit sweet. Mm-hmm and bitter uh, but when it's like in a brownie or whatever it is it like all kind of balances it out and it just gives it this like just this edge that like that milk chocolate was not going to do and it will just make the huh. recipe sweeter
0: oh my gosh all right well I've maybe I'll try it I'll try aging my dough for longer number one yeah and number two I'm gonna have to try
1: olive oil let me tell you though I, I feel like I didn't explain about the aging for okay. those of people who don't know it um aging your dough means just storing it in the fridge uh like scooped or not scooped just in a bowl whatever and keeping it for an extended period of time and it's a little bit like uh sourdough making mm-hmm. or anything like that it's just over time number one it um it i can say it evaporates i don't <laughs> think that's the right word um it, it uh, binds or no, no, it kind of, it becomes more liquid evaporates out of the dough. Okay. So it, the flavor becomes more intense also, oh. so then when you bake off your cookie, right uh, over the time, like it's like for fermenting. Right, like fermenting, right? Right. Fermenting a it's bread like, dough. That's a better way to say it. Okay. Where you're fermenting the ingredients. Mm-hmm. So over time, the flavor gets better. Also, if you bake a cookie straight away,
0: Oops. uh, after you mix it, like <laughs> I'm, I'm guilty sure of that.
1: Do, and that's Okay. <laughs> the um aging your dough even honestly 24 hours minimum but like three days four days whatever the texture and those crinkly like that crackly top you get that's what you're looking for then you like definitely like age your dough get ahead of yourself keep it in the like make a batch put it in the fridge or the freezer and uh, you'll notice like a dramatic a difference. Oh
0: my gosh. Okay, so the secret to good cookies, mm-hmm. age your dough, minimum 24 hours. Yeah,
1: age your honestly, that's one of the biggest secrets. Wow. Age your dough.
0: All right. I've learned a lot just from this first
1: topic. Honestly, I'm I'm like serious? I was I'm doing <laughs> so much. Work.
0: Yeah, sorry guys, that's it. We're good. That's it. So we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs> um, okay, so now it's becoming fall, as we know. Yay. I feel like my whole Instagram has been full of people apple picking. Um did you ever go apple picking? Is that did you do that in Ireland? No. Do you do that in California? I've never gone here. You I'm like where go. do you go here? So
1: down here in in Southern California, like there's a place outside of LA. It was, it was a farm actually. Oh, I'm trying to think of what it's called. We're going to take George there to do pumpkins. You can do it. Um, okay. I, I used to live in Tahoe mm-hmm. when I first moved to America and there is a place, so Tahoe is northern California on the border of California and Nevada. And there's a place close to Tahoe called Apple Hill and Apple Hill is just the mecca
0: of of apple picking. It's just
1: everything that you could imagine Apple Hill would be. It is all of these different orchards, all of these different farms. And during fall season, when people go apple pick, actually, I don't think you even pick apples, but you just go from farm to farm and you and uh, they have like shops and restaurants there on the, the apple premises. cider donut. They have apple like cider donuts, thing. apple yeah. fritters, yep. apple cider. Um, it's um, apple tarts, like warm apple tarts. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's everything. I have to that make a trip think. up there. It's in, it's it's incredible. But you just go like take a day. You go around from farm to farm to farm, okay. and just like it's so much fun and. I went as an adult and it was still like a lot of fun. The best time. Yeah.
0: See, when I grew up in New England, so we are like avid apple pickers, always did that growing up, but I always came home. So weird fact about me, I'm obsessed with applesauce. I probably eat at least a gallon a week.
1: Are you serious?
0: So serious. Like from a young age, I did not like eating meat, like even as like a child, like two, three years old. Anytime my parents would give me meat, it was just like, I couldn't do it. The only way I would ever eat it is if I drowned it in applesauce, like that is, the, and still to this day, like even if I'm eating like fish or something, like I just can't do it. It's just like innately in me; I, I can't eat meat. So I was like five, like I don't know, six or seven years old, and would go apple picking. I would come home and make applesauce from scratch, like churning it. In mm, the applesauce maker, yeah. so that's what I always remember making. But do you like doing the pies, or like, what's your favorite apple? Once you come home with your apples, what do you like to make the most?
1: I, I one of honestly one of my absolute favorite desserts, and I consistently go back to this. I've got in my cookbook actually, there is a um not a not a is it a cobbler? I'm trying to think. Is it a cobbler? Yeah. Is it a? I'm trying to think now of what it is. There's a few different things. It's a cobbler. It's a cobbler. I have an apple and blueberry cobbler in oh, my book, delish. and it's one of my favorite recipes ever. <sighs> but um, and then when I go home to Ireland, I often make it. Oh, and uh, so yeah, like something like a cobbler crisp. Not the pie is not my go-to. Like yeah, um, crisps, crumbles, cobblers.
0: I made my first apple pie for Thanksgiving this year. I will say.
1: Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It wasn't too hard, but now I want to try the what's easier making in your opinion, a pie oh, or a crumble? No, oh crumble way easier
1: because you know the way did you make your pastry no <laughs> okay. I know you're like I'll get you're like this is not out. good <laughs> I bought it I'll get there baby okay. steps we'll we're baby steps we'll, we'll we'll talk about that another time yeah but um <laughs> the so pastry is butter flour and water mm-hmm. crumble toppling and that's a, that's a, a, it's very basic crumble topping or crisp topping is butter and flour a little bit of sugar maybe some oats nuts whatever but at its simplest it's butter flour and sugar Already sounds easier so it's just mix those things together with your fingers that's your topping it's rustic it's rough it's like chunky it's you kind of can't mess it up it's not like you don't have to roll pastry you don't have like it's it's line pie crust the times that i have
0: made my own pastry it's never the right size. I don't know if anyone else has this problem. It just never fits my pan correctly.
1: Yeah, that can happen. I
0: just, so that's why I, I lean towards buying it. But now that I know the crumble exists, I'm going to have to make your apple crumble because I, I feel like I can't mess that up. But knowing me, I probably will. <laughs> Gemma's
1: like, I have little faith in this. No, no, I have all I have all the faith, but um, you also have my number in case you, yeah, it goes wrong.
0: It might go wrong. Um, okay, so this is going off of baking our cookies with butter and everything. There's this whole thing about how you soften butter quickly. Um, now everyone knows I'm an amateur baker and Gemma is the planner. I am not so much the planner. So I'll just be sitting on my couch and be like, oh, I want some cookies, you know, so I'll go make the cookies. But my butter's in the fridge, like rock solid. Mm-hmm. I have tri- I've, I've done this. I'm going to admit this. You're going to be horrified. I've put the butter in the paper in the oven and like burnt the paper. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, I put it in the oven. You didn't even think first to put it in the microwave. That wasn't your first thought.
0: Well, my apartment right now doesn't have a microwave. I know. So I'm like, I live in this tiny little studio, so I don't have room. Yeah. And so I put it, yeah, I burnt the paper. It wasn't good. I've done the skillet. Like, what is the best way to soften butter? And I also know that, like you talked about earlier, like the texture, the air bubbles, like you don't want to melt it to liquid.
1: If the rest, so you have to be very careful. When it's so so, lots of different recipe cookie recipes, right? Right. Sometimes it's a creaming method with softened mm-hmm. room temperature butter. Sometimes it's melted butter. Um, you know, for the thin and crispy cookies, it's actually really cold butter. Huh. So so, whatever your recipe calls for when it comes to butter, follow the recipe. If it says softened, microwave um, it. Mi- like honestly, <laughs> microwave it. I don't recommend that you microwave it, China. <laughs> But, um, like, uh, like I would microwave it. I microwave butter all the time to get it to, like, that softened consistency. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, but... Um, I often have when we bake here a lot, I have butter out at room temperature. Right. All the time. All the time. I need to start doing that because that's your best it's bet. My mistake. It's yeah. Your best bet. And just put a little um put it in a butter dish and that's your best bet. And then you always have it ready to go. But so here, <laughs> tell me this. If you put it in the if the butter paper burns, that means the butter melted everywhere.
0: Oh yeah, it was a mess. Stuck to the bottom of the thing oh and then you gosh. know, you you keep it was too hot, so I didn't clean it out. And then, you know, I admittedly get a little lazy. So then every time you cook, it smells like something's burning. Oh it's my a whole gosh. mess. My kitchen is a mess. But, you know, I'm learning. I'm baking my way through it. Um, you also did stuff on your TikTok. Yes. For this, So let everyone know, like, where they can find on TikTok. the sort of things you do there, too, in case they're curious.
1: That's a really, you know, um, that's a really good point. We posted, so on TikTok, it's Bigger Bolder Baking. And we posted a video recently. Um, I remember when we shot it, I was like, is this really... <laughs> a useful it is trust me it is but um it was how to soften butter to room temperature and I think within a few days at a hundred thousand views oh my gosh yeah see the butter is
0: a real problem in the kitchen it's one of those things
1: you you think it's not but yeah we have a lot of questions well i i recommend anybody i'm not going to tell them how i softened it it wasn't in the microwave go over to tiktok yes subscribe watch all the videos also check out my chewy brownie video over there it has over a million views i saw that one that was a big big hit oh, And yeah, chewy is delicious like honestly i don't i um i am um, i'm not i'm not very familiar with tiktok I know that my videos are up there. <laughs> you have great... No, you do great on TikTok. But um, I, I, uh, I'm intrigued and scared at the same time.
0: It's good. It's, a good. it's a good place to be, right? We post there. We post there a lot. So definitely check it For out. For all of your butter questions, head to TikTok after you listen to this <laughs> yeah. episode. Okay. This last one, it's not necessarily baking, but I needed your opinion because I know that you are a trained professional. Mm-hmm. So I'm a Real Housewives fan. <gasps> Which one? All of them. <gasps> I have this joke that the real housewives raised me because I started in the 8th grade I started watching these right so I've watched every
1: series every episode I love it my favorite so I only watch one I started I started okay, watching Jersey Oh yes and uh, which was awesome um I know a few of the characters in Orange County mm-hmm. I New York, I New York know is a, like,
0: it's amazing. Da,
1: the Dame or whatever, like I know those few characters. The Countess, I am the Countess, and then like I also know. It's her in Bethany Starbucks Frankel. once. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Bethany Frankel, like yes, everybody knows, her. Girl. But Beverly Hills Housewives is what I watch. This okay, so this is great because this is the one I was talking but about. But I'm not caught up. Okay, before. okay.
0: So I will say that this season, Don't they spoil were. Anything I'm for not going to spoil anything, but they were at Kyle's house in Palm Springs, I believe. Yeah. this is a few episodes ago. Yeah, and they are making dinner and there's this whole conversation about washing meat and with Kathy her sister Kathy Hilton and then Paris Hilton her daughter has her cooking show on Netflix yeah yeah and then on one of those episodes there's this whole conversation do you wash chicken do you wash chicken and red meat do you wash your meat at all what are your thoughts on washing meat because I was taught always wash your chicken I think but not red meat no
1: I am so I'll tell you, I, I, well, number one, I, have a, few <laughs> I'm to, I have excited. a few things to say. I knew you would have a good thoughts on this. Um, number one, Kathy Hilton follows me on Instagram, no, which is very Hi, Kathy, if you're... <laughs> I think it was a mistake or somebody <gasps> had her phone and they like, just followed other no. creators. Oh my god! Yeah, I was so excited when I found out. Oh, she's awesome. Um, she's great. She's hysterical. She is, she's brilliant. Um, so, do you wash meat? No. I am really? a professionally trained chef. You don't wash meat. The only time I've ever seen people wash meat is when I worked in kitchens where meat was 2 days old and oh, they wanted to make it fresh again. Even and that fish, is, that's very Oh my gosh. <laughs> Very, that's that's making common. salmon tonight, so I shouldn't, I should not. That's common. It. Okay. Don't wash it. No, no, no. What you do is get paper towels, wipe, wipe. So, do wipe it. Wipe. Um, number one, take away a bit of the moisture, do it with your salmon, right? Put it on paper towels and put paper, paper towels on the bottom, put paper towels on the top. Just get rid with some of the moisture. With a chicken, get the carcass oh my God. and <laughs> put it, tissue, do tissue on the inside, dry it out on the outside, steaks, everything, just kitchen paper, and then throw it away. Do not wash <laughs> meat. I'll tell you. I'll tell you one very good reason why not to do it. Yes, I'm intrigued. I want well, number not. one, it's just wrong. Number two, um, bringing a chicken. Imagine bringing a chicken over to your sink and turning the tap on and splashing that water everywhere. Yeah, You're spread. If there if there is something wrong with your chicken, or if there's salmonella or whatever, you've now gotten that all it's over bad. your sink, all around your sink. Like just stripping, paper towels, wipe them off and that's it. That's all you need to do.
0: I'm like very paranoid when I have to cook meat because, you know, then you don't want to touch the faucet, but then you might have dishes in the other side of your sink. It's just, yeah, these are all good points that you're making. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, but you know, um buy I don't know like I buy I know it sounds kind of stupid but buy the best meat you can okay and I don't mean it's worth it it is but I don't mean go to like the most expensive butcher and buy yeah 40 dollars worth of minced meat because I wouldn't even do that but um just I am quite discerning about my meat and definitely my fish Mm -hmm. and there's fish that I get we're really fortunate in Santa Monica there is a fishmonger called, I don't know if you know these guys, um, mm-hmm. Santa Monica Fish Market. Okay. And they supply the majority of Southern California with fish. And the market was just, it was near my house in Santa Monica. Oh, nice. So you could go over there and get like really good fish, crab, prawns, mussels, like whatever. It was amazing. Um, I got, it was It was a drive from my house. So I used to go to a well-known supermarket. Mm-hmm. And go to their fish counter and get salmon there. And I, I kept on going back, which I shouldn't have. And when I opened up the salmon, it was always too late. But I was getting old salmon from that. Really? Place. Okay, old so salmon. how do you
0: know also? Oh, God. so let me smell? tell you a
1: very the simplest way. Fresh fish does not smell like fish. Wow. Okay. It okay. smells like seawater, it smells salty. Fresh fish. Shouldn't smell. Now I'm fishy.
0: freaking out about all the old fish <laughs>
1: consumed in yeah. my kitchen. Yeah, no, seriously, that's the God's honest truth, um and it's not all, but it's not always what we get. And I go to this; I um, went five times. The last time I got in fish, so it's a dinner time when I'm cooking it. Yeah, you open it up, and you're like, "This isn't fresh fish." Oh my god! um what I what I should have done is just like bring it all back and be like you, and, and say, "Yeah, you have to stop doing this." Yeah, it's right. you're freezing the whole you're freezing the whole community and then so we moved to moved to the valley um from santa monica i sent kevin to the to that that supermarket in this neighborhood thinking that the fishmonger might be better and he came back with salmon that wasn't fresh either. So I think oh I'm just going God. to have to stop shopping at this particular market. You're we probably screaming like, "What? What like, is it? Why Tell are you on. doing? And like, Why are you doing that? If you keep on going back, I just—it's easy. It was closer to me. Yeah, it's that a makes good sense. Price. It's good salmon when it's
0: fresh, but it's just not been.
1: But it's like I'm feeding it to George, you right? Know? Because yeah. he loves salmon. It... We eat salmon a lot. So it's just, and it's not cheap. It's like. Um, around $15 a pound. Okay, yeah, that's, yeah.
0: And you want to know that you're getting what you're paying for and that mm-hmm. you're getting the quality. Your fish should not smell. That's what I'm thinking.
1: Your fish shouldn't smell fishy. It's a very, very oh, simple rule. okay. Jeez. And don't wash your fish. Don't wash <laughs>
0: your meat and your fish should not smell like fish. Okay, so wrapping up, we have a few Ask Gemmas.
1: Yay.
0: Um, our first one is from Amanda on Instagram. Do you have any favorite... Internet viral recipes, and do you have any recipes that you see a lot that you think are overhyped?
1: Um. So sorry. First, first things first. Yes, I would. So the mug meals were our first viral video, I think. Mm-hmm. And I have a, there's a special place in my heart for like the mug meal, for yes, the mug recipes. Yes. Like even just last week, I did a segment with Dr. Oz on like featuring the microwave mug people. Yeah, they're amazing. So it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Right. And um, it it has gotten me like in papers all around the world, on TV. Like they're just, it's just a really fun, like great, like innovative, uh, like recipe or recipes. Um, So I love, I do love the mug meals and Um, I love when I get emails from people who are maybe, they're not just like, there's kids who are in school, maybe they're living in dorms, Mm -hmm. um, but I get emails from people who are truckers, who don't have kitchens, who have a microwave in the back of their truck. I get emails from people who have disabilities and can't use the oven and they can only use the microwave Mm -hmm. to cook for themselves. I get uh, messages from people who are living, who maybe are widowed. And their partner used to cook and then okay. they're left feeding themselves. Right. And they're looking for something single Easy serving and, and, no, and no waste. Yeah. So uh, for lots of different reasons, the mug meals are like, they really do make a difference to people, which makes me very happy. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And your second question was, um, do, do you, I not like?
0: Are what, there any that you think are overhyped? Not even ones that you've done, but just ones that you've seen a lot on the internet like, that you're like, why is this happening so I, much?
1: I have to say that this... The um, pasta with the feta and it was the tomatoes.
0: Oh, the one on TikTok. Yeah. yeah, I saw that.
1: Was that like you like put the
0: block was, in the middle? Yeah, yeah I didn't make was it. Good.
1: Like I mean, I don't know. I didn't try like, it. Number one, I'm not the biggest feta fan. I find it quite salty. And feta to me, like those two things don't go. They together. don't mix. Yeah. Like feta and spaghetti. No, that's not. It's a thing. So weird texture. Not make this a thing. Somebody decided we're going to make <laughs> this a thing, and it shouldn't have. It shouldn't have been that way. It was not. Like it's it, like. I go, like, I'm all about creativity mm-hmm. and, like, you know, good, smart ideas, especially the ones that, like, make people's lives easier. But um, there's also, like, food rules. And <laughs> yeah, and that's, like, breaking a major... <laughs> and, that's not, and that's a big, big no-no. Feta and pasta. Feta just
0: seems, like, cold and pasta's, like, warm. Also, you also, it not I mean?
1: melt the same. Yeah, no. You know, it's just, like, no, no. All right. No. I, yeah, I, I
0: never made it, so, yeah. Um, okay, this... <laughs> It's making me laugh this next one. Um, how do you put um, parchment paper perfectly in your pan? And from Country Girl 6641 on Instagram. And it's making me laugh because it reminded me when I tried making um, a homemade recipe, there was supposed to be parchment paper in the bottom of the pan, and we put wax paper, and it
1: burnt the entire situation in the oven. I
0: mean it, you guys, when I say I'm no, an amateur no, baker. I don't,
1: I, I'm, not, I'm not judging you that much because no you can't no i no. tell you why I did it for I did it for I did it for more times than I care to remember I used wax paper not knowing that it was different I didn't know yeah why why do they like here's my question why do they sell wax paper I don't even what know what the the it's used for of wax paper I'll tell you what it's used for like wrapping sandwiches like I don't know like I, I don't get it. Paper bag, right? I don't get what the purpose of wax paper is. The only thing is, is that it confuses people. It's in the same aisle as the parchment paper. And it paper. Looks the same. It's cheaper. Yeah. So people buy it and um I did it I've done it more times than I care to remember okay, I, I feel had to butter. peel it off yes Cookies, I had to peel it and off. then it, it burns yeah. it's awful Oh, it's terrible the only thing that wax paper is good for I'll tell you is food photography because uh, it because of the wax layer it's it glassy pickles, and oh and you get texture right that makes so sense. that's the only reason I've got wax paper apart from that it we don't makes need it no sense <laughs>
0: Okay, so going off of that, Country Girl Six Six Four One wanted to know how do you put parchment paper perfectly in your pan, which I am also curious about.
1: So, um, there there are two ways, and I'll tell you. Uh, there's ways. There's a way that you can do it where you circle the the pan with a with a pen, cut it out, turn it upside down, so you mm-hmm. don't get the pen on the food and whatever. Right. Um. The way in kitchens a like in college we learned this trick and it's about making a cartouche and it's a, a what ra- a, cartouche. a cartouche it's a round circle a perfect round circle to fit any pot or pan or so um a pot or pan like a pot on the stove or a baking pan and i put a video up on tiktok because i just thought that it was really like it's it's very precise. You fold right, the right. paper over and over and over. You measure it to the baking pan, then you cut it on the rim. It's it's it's, it's very interesting. Cartouche, um, I think it's called. It's, it means something like hat or something in French. I don't know. Huh. Um, but the uh, you can you cut it perfectly to fit your dish if you do it my method okay and that's on instagram oh, sorry that's on my tiktok right now and that has like almost a hundred thousand views and that was like a big big hit oh cool. but you get the exact you get the exactly so, you, the exact what you time. need and if you're if say for instance you made a beef stew on the stove mm-hmm. and you don't have a lid to fit that pot you make a cartouche <laughs> and you cut it exactly to fit the size of that pot that so, is and crazy it works and it works. it works every time
0: huh okay so that's where you should head over to tiktok to figure that out. Mm-hmm. There's a good tutorial. Okay, so now is our rapid fire three grains of salt where I am going to ask Gemma about baking myths and facts and she has to set the record straight and tell us what if it's worth the grain of salt or not. So, first, you should always mix your dry and wet ingredients together separately before combining them with each other.
1: Tract fact. I said tract fact.
0: fact um all types of salt can be used the same way no that's not true okay and last one storing bread in the shed prevents staleness in a shed <laughs> i don't know what? you <laughs> don't <laughs> have a <laughs> shed <laughs> wait it says storing that. bread in the shed prevents staleness but now i'm like who uh, where did you wh- come up with who this? has not everyone has a shed <laughs> i guess let's just say in the in the cupboard storing bread because in some shed. people put it on their counter in pretty glass containers or yeah. some people keep it in their cabinet.
1: I will tell you this is kind of similar but different. When my mom was growing up in Ireland, they um they had Oh my gosh, they had she told me about them. That it's not refrigerated, but it was like a wooden box okay. that was kept outside. And you would keep what? your dairy and your eggs and your milk and everything outside in this box because it was so cold. It so it's cold. It would keep it. Yeah. It would make it last longer. And um oh my gosh. And do you know what? I'm gonna I'm not gonna I don't know what it is. I'm gonna have to ask my mom more about it. But that, that, that was just like I just thought that was A nice little story It but, is And yeah. you, you see them now You see these um, Like these hutches And they're like Revamped And like somebody modernized like Yeah modernized or, yeah. And everything They're really nice Shed Bread <laughs> in your shed No that makes no sense Keep it in a bag You know what I do I buy um, And actually I love these I buy buy bread bags in the hmm. supermarket yeah in the same aisle as the wax paper I didn't even know that was a thing a yeah, no, it's a thing it's a bread bag and because I make a lot of bread right and also I have a lot of baked goods I need to store mm-hmm. so I buy these bread bags and they fit a whole loaf of bread and they're just like really useful
0: wow huh. yeah okay well there you go not in your shed but in a bread bag bread bag yeah yeah awesome well that is all we have for this week make sure you guys listen and tune in wherever you listen to podcasts and you can find Gemma on
1: Gemma Stafford oh, sorry Gemma underscore Stafford on Instagram and uh, follow Bigger Boulder Baking on yes. all platforms uh, follow Need to Know on Instagram yes I'm and Gina. you
0: can find me at Gina Brzeau on Instagram and as always leave us questions and comments on social and hopefully we can feature in next week's episode
1: thank you Gina thank
0: you